Hello, listeners. Welcome to the Unblocked Podcast. I am your host, Jessica Smarrow, and I am excited to be here with you today because we are going to talk about relationships. And we are specifically going to talk about creating sacred places in our relationships. And spoil alert, we're going to talk about what we can do, not what everyone else can do to make a relationship sacred, but what we can do. The ball is fully and only in our courts. So relationships are breeding ground for learning and growth if we approach them in that way. I want to start by sharing a quote from one of my favorite authors, Glennon Doyle, and she wrote, Is love not a feeling but a place between two people? A sacred place created when two people decide it's safe enough to let their real selves surface and touch each other. Is that why it's called in love? Because you have to visit there? So think about that. We can apply that concept to a significant other. We can apply it in a romantic relationship, with a relationship with our kids, friends, and also the relationship we have with ourselves, that we can create a sacred place where we can go there and allow ourselves to be fully seen, fully heard, and practice that cycle of acceptance and vulnerability. So today we're just going to discuss what are some ways that we can create that sacred place. And And you might need your crash helmet for this one because we're going to talk about some stuff that can be kind of um, mind-blowing a little bit. I know when I first was introduced to this, um, and I'm going to talk about five ways, and the first one specifically, I was like, hold on, (laughs) hold on, this is going to be super hard. So that first way that we can create sacred places is to drop all expectations to drop all expectations of the other person except that they be there to be loved. So let's think about this in the context of a significant other or a spouse, for example. We're basically saying that to create a sacred place, to create the loving presence within a relationship, step one is drop all expectations of that person. They are, they are only there for you to love on. So to, to, to show up for this relationship, my job is to just love on that person. So I have to let go of all expectations that my spouse take out the trash or that my spouse remember um, important dates or deadlines, that my spouse um, show up and love and support me in the way that I expect. Like, nope. Nope, nope. We're talking about unconditional, without conditions. We are just going to show up and love on that person. So that might be a tough pill to swallow, right? Because we think, or maybe just me, maybe it's just me, y'all, that thinks, well, in order to, to do that, in order to show up and give of myself, in order to be vulnerable, in order to be generous with my love and affection and time and attention, then this person needs to show up in a certain way. Like, nope. Nope. If we are going to practice love, that means we are loving without conditions. We are loving without expectations of anything in return. We don't have to have anyone do anything first to be loved. We just show up and we love. 
And again, as I'm going through each of the five steps that I'm going to talk about, I really want you to be thinking about how that can apply to our relationships with someone else and also ourselves. Because here's the what. While I was struggling a little bit to think about, oh man, like, if I am going to be um, a loving human interacting with other humans, I am just going to drop all expectations and love on them. Like that was tough, right? But then when I thought about holy snaps, like that is really the way I could be slash should be showing up to myself. Like what if I just had no expectations that I act a certain way, achieve a certain way, look a certain way, do a certain way. I am just going to consistently douse myself in love. Yeah, that's what we're talking about today. This is how we create sacred places. Um, So number two, how do we keep showing up in love and how do we be a good partner to ourselves and everybody else? Brainstorm love every day. So what could that look like to brainstorm love every day? Imagine this. Picture yourself. You're in your bed. Alarm's gone off. Maybe you, or maybe you woke up naturally. You're waking up. And before you do anything, before you pick up your phone, before you get up to go to the bathroom, before you do anything, you pause and you picture one person. Could be yourself. Could be your significant other. Could be your kid. Could be a coworker. Could be your boss. Anyone. I'm going to imagine picturing, I'm going to use the example of a spouse. Okay, so I'm going to start the day. I'm going to picture my spouse. And I'm just going to start like from their head to their toe. I'm just going to start and just like think about all the ways I love him. Right? I'm going to start with, I could look at his hair. You know, I love his hair. I love that he styles his hair. I'm going to look, think about his eyes. These gentle eyes that when he looks at people, he really looks at people. Right, And when he looks out in the world, no matter what's happened in his life, he looks through those two eyes. Every morning he looks out in the world and sees the world with hope, with optimism. He sees the world as a place that has so much potential. He looks out through those two eyes and thinks about what can I do with what I'm seeing out in the world today. Right, And then if I think about his mouth, you know, he uses that mouth to say really gentle, loving things to people. He also uses that mouth to express some like wit and humor that sometimes I'm not sure where it comes from and if it's human, but he, he, he expresses himself incredibly well. He uses that mouth to share love with the world, right? So that's one way we can brainstorm love every day. Start at the head, go down to your toes. And it doesn't necessarily mean thinking about the way we love the physical expression, but as I just showed, it could be that, you know, thinking about their eyes. If I'm thinking about um, my hands, if I'm doing some brainstorming love on how to love on myself every day, if I get to my hands, I might think about all the things that um, my hands do every day to serve someone. I use my hands to scoop dog food into the dog bowl from a puppy. I use the hand, the hands to get water to serve the dog. I use those hands to make dinner. I use those hands to type words on my computer to get the job done for the day. Right. So go through and brainstorm something, uh, things that you love about yourself. Brainstorm things that you love about someone else. And if it's not there, then get creative. Think about what would I think about this person if I was someone who saw them through the eyes of love. Think about brainstorming ways you can love that person every day and do this every day this is these are marching orders starting today starting tomorrow if you're already up and at them for the day starting tomorrow practice what if i started my day this way number three 
Look for things to love and make them even better in your mind. So if you have a kid who is um, incredibly creative, maybe you look at an art, a piece of art that they did and really look at that and think about like maybe it's a picture of a dog, you know, and think and just really dive into how can I think about this even more, even better, more pronounced, like how creative were they with the lines that they drew and the attention to detail they put in drawing that nose and wonder what they were thinking when they used um, pink for the dog instead of brown or whatever it is. Look for things to love and make them even better in your mind. If you have a friend who always um, calls on your birthday or that friend who's really good about always sending a card in the mail to celebrate holidays, really dive into that and think about like, what does that say about that person? What does that mean? Like what, how thoughtful that person is or, you know, how they make time in their day to physically go to the store and pick up those cards and the time that that person puts into reading multiple cards and finding the one that's just right for you. So look for things you love about somebody and then really dive into it. Really explore all angles of it to really like steeps yourself in that feeling and steep yourself in the thoughts, the loving thoughts. Okay, now in step number four, this is might my, my be getting a little harder. This one might be tough for some, like raising my hand here. Stop trying to change them. Whoever the them is, if it's yourself, if it's your partner, your significant other, if it's your kid, again, coworker, boss, colleague, whoever it is, stop trying to change them. When we are practicing love and we're practicing creating in that sacred place called love, we give up all attempts to change somebody else. Because again, this is where we are putting all of our energy into looking for the things that we actually celebrate about that person, which means stop trying to change them because who made us the boss? If somebody is the way that they are, like they were created that way for a reason, right? And I don't know all the answers and I don't know, I know we should on ourselves all day long, but we don't want to should, S-H-O-U-L-D. I want to make sure y'all don't think I'm swearing here. We don't want to should on people. And we are, when we are looking at like, hey, here's all the ways you could do it better. or Here's how you missed the mark. No, no, that's, we're not in that sacred place of love. So in step number four, we're really exercising that muscle that it is not my job to change this person. I don't need to think about how you are doing it wrong. I don't need to try to get you to do something different. I'm just celebrating where you are now. I'm not trying to change you. And the related cousin number five is stop trying to control them. Yeah. Uh, for Again, for those of you who might be the perfectionism type, again, raising my hand over here, I don't always think about it this way but sometimes I'm trying to control people, right? I think I'm just doing number four, like, oh, I'm just trying to help them be better, right? When we try to change someone or we're trying to control them, usually we think that like it's coming from a good place. But think about this, when somebody is coming at you, asking you to do or be different than what you are, how does that feel, right? How does it feel when somebody's consistently telling you like, oh, if you tried it this way, it'd be better or trying to do this or, hey, you need to remember to do this. Like those attempts to change and control don't feel good. And sometimes here's the thing. Sometimes we're, we're doing that because we're trying to get our own needs met 
or we really think we need or want something out of that relationship. But if we need someone to change and do or be different than who they are in order for us to be okay, we really want to we really want to pause on that and think about imagine how it would feel if somebody was like, "Hey, I really want you to do this. I really need you to change how you um, say hello every morning. We'll try to find something fairly benign. I need you to 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 change the tone, and like that. Just I mean, you're like, well, this is who I am, right? And that doesn't feel loving when you're basically saying like, hey, in order for me to appreciate you, in order for me to um, share space with you, I'm going to need you to be different. And then also thinking about, I th- I think about this in the way of like. How does it feel if somebody is asking us to do something that we, especially that we don't want to do in order to be in that relationship? And often we do it the other way. Like, hey, I really need you to, um, again, like I'll use the example, like take out the trash. Because here's the thing. This is real talk. This happens in in our house. Um, Sometimes my husband can be great about taking out the trash. And it's kind of a running joke now that if he gets that far the, the a new trash liner making it into the trash can is like almost the chances of that happening are almost non-existent and so now we kind of laugh about it and then if a liner gets in there hey celebrating that right but if i was constantly like i need you to be somebody even though your brain doesn't work that way you don't always think about that it, it's your your mind is on to the next thing i need you to be a person who puts the trash outside and then you also put the trash liner back in there imagine what that feels like Right. And then and and I used kind of a benign example, but think about when you're asking somebody to really be differently than it then feels like natural to them or feels consistent with like who they are and their character. And you're saying, like, I need you to be something else in order for me to like feel good in this situation. Like that never changed. That that doesn't feel good. So I always think if I am asking someone to do something differently. Or I am asking them to make a change. Because there are times that you may, there's there are times where we might have boundaries, right? And we might need to ask for someone to change. I think it's always important that before I get to that place, I need to look at what would I be willing to do differently? What could I change? And how would that change the situation? So this is just an invitation that when we feel that instinct and impulse to ask someone else, and sometimes we don't ask, sometimes we demand, right? When we want to demand something different from someone else a great first step when we're feeling that instinct for number four and five of changing and controlling that we could stop and say okay hold on what's something that i could do differently first and let's see how that changes the dynamic let's see how that changes how i feel in this situation let's see how that changes the way i show up let's see how if i change let's see how that changes how they show up right? So if we can start with ourselves first before we're trying to put on a layer of demands to somebody else, that's always a good starting point. And look, y'all, all of these steps that I'm outlining today, these are for me. These are for me to hear, and I'm learning along with you, and I'm just inviting you all to join me on the journey of creating a sacred space called love. And that journey that we talked about today is one, dropping all expectations except for that that person is there for you to love, to brainstorm love every day. Brainstorm all the things you love about them every day. Three, look for things to love and then make them even better in your mind. Get really creative with that one. Four, stop trying to change them. Five, stop trying to control them. 
I cannot wait to see how this goes. I'm looking forward to trying this because I'm feeling convicted. When I read all of those, I was like, somebody is following me with the camera. I'm feeling personally attacked that someone knows I need to work on all of these things. So there's the invitation, y'all. We can do this. Until next time, stay open, stay free. Let's get unblocked. <laughs>